This is an ABC podcast. Hey, what's happening? This is The Shake Up. I'm Dave Marchese. The end of another big week, done and dusted, feels really good, right? We've had everything from controversy to celibacy all happening on the podcast. Lots of thoughts coming your way. Let's get into it. Hack. It pays to draw in queer audiences. This has led to an explosion in queer baiting. Right now, workers are struggling to get a decent and fair pay rise. And I just think it was an incredible experience that I urge other people to try. On Triple J. Yeah, could we get a stranger mix of topics for the week? I don't know. Need to get stuck into it though, because there's a lot to get into. We've got our Shake Up panel with us for the week. A couple of people you're going to be pretty familiar with. First, artist, entertainer, one of Australia's authorities on glamour, etc., etc. So good to have you back on the Shake Up. Oh, it's so good to be back. I feel like I'm just at home. Oh, it's lovely. So good. So good. <laughs> I love what you've done with the place. I also love that you ran in here with a <laughs> second to spare. Yeah, I know. I'm just a very busy woman and I haven't got all day, but you know what I do have time for? To discuss things with you. <laughs> to discuss news. We're exactly. ready for it. <laughs> and another person, a guy who doesn't mind pulling up Aussies for our nonsense from time to time, yeah? You might know him from TikTok, Instagram, for stuff like this. Oh, listen, mate. Sun's out. Chuck on the North Face. Oh, coffee. North Face. Oh, I just want to go for a little jog. North Face again. What is wrong with you Australians? <laughs> I love that. I love that. What an intro. Hold on, Techers. Welcome to the Shake Up. How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you guys for having me. I nah. think it's uh, long overdue. You know, yeah. just got back from the UK. So now I'm I'm ready to roast some Aussies, man. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you got new energy to yeah, do I've it. You actually for it. got a bit of extra material I picked up from people back home. Yeah. Um, look, enough mucking around. We've got heaps to get into, actually. So let's go. Hack. Why is it that Harry Styles needs to constantly defend his sexuality? On Triple J. Yeah, he's one of the biggest stars in the world, and this week, also one of the most scrutinised. After a recent interview, Harry Styles has again been accused of queer baiting. So is there an issue here? Well, it depends on who you ask. Hack. Yeah, Harry's sexuality has been a topic of discussion for years as he has embraced gender fluidity in his fashion. He isn't queer because he's only publicly been with women. I don't think I've publicly been with anyone. If someone takes a picture of you with someone, it doesn't mean you're choosing to have a public relationship. Is the term queer baiting getting overused to the point of losing its meaning? Why is it that Harry Styles needs to constantly defend his sexuality? Real people People can't queerbait because nobody owes you an explanation on their sexuality. It pays to draw in queer audiences. This has led to an explosion in queerbaiting. On Triple J. Yeah, what do you think? When we say queerbaiting, by the way, basically means celebrities, public figures capitalising on suspicion they may be queer. Is Harry Styles doing this? Is he queerbaiting? Should he be more open about who he is with all these allegations that he's pretending to be queer for publicity? It's a big topic of discussion this week. There have been a heap of articles written about it. Or do you reckon this whole conversation's throwing us back in time? That Harry's being unfairly pressured, it's creating more harm than good. I want to know. Send us in your opinion. You can call in 1300 055536. You can message in as well. Send us your thoughts 0439 757 Time to get in a, into it, sorry, with our shake up guests, performer, etc., etc., creator, all on techers, etc. The convo around this isn't new, right? Interesting, though, especially on We're at Purple Day. Interesting mm. day to be talking about this stuff. Harry Styles has been both criticised, celebrated, 
Have you been hearing a lot about this? I have. My social media feeds this week have been nothing but alive with conversation about Harry Styles. And I just want to say, first of all, I don't think anyone should ever have to prove their sexuality or gender identity to the general public. But it, it raises an interesting conversation where someone who's so prominent in the public eye is using their image to make money, to access fame and fans. And, and then when does it become public domain to talk about this person's identity that they've monetized? I think it's uh, interesting that we focus on potentially Harry Styles as the new queer icon for pop music when there are so many amazing queer musicians and artists who don't get that same kind of conversation, who live, you know, amazing openly queer lives as activists who do so much for our community. And sometimes I think I'd love for them to be the centre of conversation and, and news, you know, to be focused on their amazing efforts and what they do to uplift queer people. For sure. Olan, um, you've probably seen stuff on this around as well. Any thoughts on this? Um, I've got to be honest. Um, I'm not huge. I don't know a lot about this subject. I don't want to, with this whole cancel culture that's going on, st- step on people's toes. No, you know what I'm saying? Also, I understand, like, if you're not part of the community yeah, and... It's, it's very, and... And it's very hard if you're not part of the, the community to not to have an opinion, and so to speak, everyone can have an opinion, but to judge from your lens you know what i mean it's hard to take off your lens and see how they see it if you haven't dove properly and done your research so i prefer to to do my research properly and and i don't think you can do that over a couple months couple hours it takes a little bit of time and 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 more time to dive into to know what you're talking about really probably uh, you know something that you're happy to hear etc that you know people want to be informed on this stuff before they're talking about it right absolutely i think it's really nice to and that's what allyship is all about isn't it it's letting people who have the lived experience speak on issues that affect them and so i think this is the crux of this conversation we've got a few messages coming through already james in bunjalung country says it's actually nobody's business except the person themselves. Another person says Harry Styles can do what the hell he wants. Why do we care so much about people's gender identity or sexuality? And another person says the whole Harry Styles thing's really confusing. He can dress how he wants and he can do uh, what or who he wants. His fans certainly aren't owed a gay icon. That was Sean from Bendigo. Etc. Do you think there's a lot more behind Harry's comments? Like in the sense, I've, I've seen lots of commentary about what he said in this recent interview with Rolling Stone. His comments were described as frustratingly coy, that he's not being more transparent. Do you think that's a fair thing to be saying um, about someone in 2022 to be demanding people be more open? Or do you think it's a different kettle of fish when we're talking about such a public figure who, like you said earlier, has changed their uh, their their identity, their look um, to the public. I think it's a really interesting point uh, that gets brought up a lot is when when do artists get the right to step back from the public eye and not have their identities questioned by the public when they've made the choice to do that? You know, if you want to be a musician or an artist or be in that public celebrity space, I get told that all the time. Well, if you don't want people criticising you, then why did you decide to, you know, go into entertainment? You should have a thicker skin. But I think there's certain things that should be kept private if you want to, and I don't think anyone has an obligation 
obligation to step out there and make their personal life a, a topic of public discussion if they don't want to. I also don't particularly understand this um, this emphasis that Harry Styles, just because he dresses in a feminine way or expresses himself flamboyantly, has to instantly be queer. And I think it actually sets back a lot of the progressive culture that we've been talking about. And it's just the it's a different side of the same coin that's toxic masculinity. That to be a, you know a rough and tough masculine man, you've got to dress and act a certain way. Well, why can't Harry Styles be that kind of man and still dress that way? Why does he have to conform to your your ideas of what gender has to be? And so I think the conversation has been sidelined by people who, um, I think they're putting a narrative on him. They're imposing their own beliefs or subtext or maybe projecting <laughs> onto, onto what they would like uh, a boy band star to be. And sometimes it's a bit invasive. I, I look at it and I'm like, if I was Harry, I just feel like my my life and identity is being so many, so, so many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> so many people that have a slice of the pie. Oh, for sure. Oh, it yeah. certainly wouldn't be simple, right? We've got some messages coming through. Candy and Mianjin says Harry style uh, throws on a dress. Harry Styles, sorry, <laughs> Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Styles throws on a dress and he's applauded for his bravery and gender fluidity. While LGBTQIA plus are harmed constantly for doing the same. He's not the first man to wear a dress and won't be the last. But his silence equals queer baiting. There's. Uh, an opinion there. Another person says the issue is that there's no danger for a celebrity like him to be public with his identity, be it queer or not. Remaining unlabeled with that massive privilege makes no sense to me. Let's go to a caller now. Andrew's on the line. G'day, Andrew. What are your thoughts on this? Hi. Um, it's just sort of confusing me overall, really. Like uh, in a world where people are encouraged to be themselves and be who they want to be, as well as a, a world where people want to know every single thing about a celebrity. It just sort of seems a, a contra, contradiction, really. Interesting. And, I mean, um, et cetera, when you hear comments like that, can you see how people are thinking? Like, oh, you know, there's this uh, all of this commentary out there about you can be whoever you are, do whatever you want to do, um, but some are looking at this coverage and this commentary and, and, and seeing it very differently. Yeah, I can totally see that. And I think the important point to emphasise here is Harry doesn't need to reveal who he is as a person or his deepest, darkest secrets, but him stepping forward as a strong ally and standing up for the LGBT plus community and standing there in solidarity is probably the most powerful thing he can do. If he is co-opting aesthetics that have been used by the queer community and playing in spaces and using imagery that belongs to a lot of queer people who do face danger every single day for being themselves, it would be really great to see celebrities like him standing up and making making those big statements in support of the community because he does have a lot of LGBT plus fans and they are rooting for him to succeed and represent them, whether that be through his music or his identity or just his statements and how he supports how he supports people in the queer community. So yeah. I think him being an ally, to be honest, that's all I care about. I don't care I don't care who he is and you know what what he identifies as, but I care about him being an ally and standing up for for what's right. Yeah, really powerful comments. And thanks to everyone who's calling through on this as well and sending messages. Um, Talk about some other parts of this story, Olan. And one of the things that Harry was asked about was him only ever being in relationships in public with women. And he responded, I don't think I've publicly been with anyone. If someone takes a picture of you with someone, it doesn't mean you're choosing to have a public relationship. Do you think there's a point there, the view that we get of celebrities is so skewed because tabloids, for instance, will publish a picture with some kind of fabricated story and then the world believes it and all of a sudden you've dated all of these people that maybe you haven't? Yeah, I completely agree with that and I kind of witnessed that firsthand with, um, for the first time, obviously, being not being a creator and then coming into this space where 
people are creators and now people start to talk or whatever. And I remember, I, I don't know if you guys remember the maths guys, um, Brent and, and Ella, who everybody wanted to get together, right? And I kind of saw that behind the scenes because I was actually friends with them both and they were actually genuine friends, right? But there was so much pressure, I feel like, from the outside world for them to be together and in the tabloids, they'll just go for a walk together and, and everyone thinks they're together. And, and I'd ask Brent, he'd be like, no, we're just friends, we're just actually just friends just getting to know each other first but from the outside perspective everyone's like oh Brendan and Ella together you know what I mean so I witnessed that firsthand and I feel like we do owe them that pri that privacy but everyone automatically just assumes oh that's a girlfriend oh that definitely is a girl that's another girlfriend because that's how we are that's how we process it quickly mm. if we're just reading over a story yeah for sure I mean it, it would be a very complicated life to live when you're in the public spotlight I would imagine um, some messages coming through someone says leave Harry alone why should his clothes... <laughs> I remember that phrase. Yeah, it's <laughs> coming back. It's coming back. <laughs> it's been reframed, that one. Um, leave Harry alone. Why should his clothes or who he has sex with be anyone's business? Either way, there's loss and risk for him to come out as anything, but why should he? Let's go to another caller now. Rhiannon has called through from Maroubra. Hey, Rhiannon, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I did like an entire year 12 project on this topic. So it's more like oh. he's breaking down the gender barriers and it's not so much about his sexuality, just, you know, more just he's embracing the kind of femininity, femininity, I guess, um, that people are wanting to say. And it, he's not the first person to do that. Like David Bowie wore a dress, Prince wore high heels. It's more like his platform that's drawing all this attention to him wearing a dress. Like, people do it on the street all the time, but they're not getting praised for it. So, yeah. Interesting. Rhiannon, and I hope you did well on the Year 12 assignment or whatever. It sounds like you should have got a distinction. What a, did you do well? <laughs> yeah, I, I got a distinction for it. Ah, love it. Love to hear it. Et cetera. Um, what do you think of this? Like, do you think the ambiguous kind of state of Harry Styles could actually be seen as more powerful because it's less specific in a way um, that he's reaching a, a lot more people, including people who may not generally be involved or following queer culture? Uh, it's a tricky one. It is a tricky one. And I, as a non-binary trans person myself, I mean, I, I see the things that I wear in a day-to-day -day basis come in and out of fashion all the time. And I think there's a real trend at the moment for androgynous fashion and, you know, in editorial and uh, on runways, you see a lot of men wearing things that are associated with high femininity. But for me and a lot of my friends in the trans community, that's just what we wear. And um, I think Rhiannon raised an interesting point. I walk down the street every day and I probably get more nasty things yelled out of cars at me than Harry Styles, you know, does at a concert. So I think it's uh, I think it's important to always have a grain of salt in these conversations and, and just understand that the people that create culture aren't necessarily always the people that make the money off it or get the fame or the platform off it. So these conversations should always uh, centre those people in, in the core of it and ask what can these people in positions of power do to uplift those people and create, a, I suppose, just a better world. Him being ambiguous, I think, is is fantastic as long as he's making the right steps to not use that to harm people by putting out negative perceptions of what femininity and, and trans identity is. I don't I don't like it sometimes when celebrities are like, oh, I'm just a I'm just a bloke in a dress and um, I don't really support the LGBT community. It's just sometimes I see a bit of a bit of um, internalized transphobia coming through in those discussions. But I think Harry has been 
a great ally so far to the community and I'd love to see him do continue to do that. Some really powerful comments there. We've got some uh, coming through the text line as well. Somebody says, this has less to do with queer baiting, more to do with gatekeeping. Another person says, Harry Styles hiding his sexuality, clearly a publicity stunt to keep it private. How Look how much everyone's talking about it. He's smart. That's true. <laughs> it's worked, Harry. It's yeah, worked. And another person, Lucian Barrel, says, I think the public has a right to question whatever they want when someone's so prominent in the public eye. But Harry, as an individual has no obligation to answer any of these questions. Look, we could go on and on about this one. So many thoughts and opinions, but it's time to move on. Hack. How much do you think corn should cost? One dollar. I hope you really have a corn-tastic day. A corn-tastic day? On Triple J. Yeah, cost of living through the roof. Hey, it's not going up. You're telling us that. A lot of industries doing it tough at the moment. But still definitely surprised me when I saw a story this week claiming the Farmers Federation, which is the peak body for farmers, are saying, hey, maybe workers could be paid with fruit and vegetables. What? Hack. With boxes of fruit or vegetables or God knows what else is quite alarming and sends a really, really bad signal on some of the intent coming out of the farming industry. Often workers are offered accommodation or electricity or connectivity or fuel or vehicle. I'll be honest, I had a double take when I first read that. Right now, workers are struggling to get a decent and fair pay rise. They love getting their rate of pay, which is often well above the award, and then they get love getting all these other things thrown in. For me, I really like corn. What do you like about corn? It tasted good. How much do you think corn should cost? One dollar. I hope you really have a corn-tastic day. A corn-tastic day? On Triple J. Yeah, this one's been going off this week. The Farmers Federation came out and said, everyone, have a corn-tastic day. Nah, they came out and said, no, we're not saying we want to pay workers only with fruit and veg. That would be illegal, of course. It's against the law to have a base pay rate below the minimum wage. They're saying that we should just be including this stuff as part of the deal to be upfront with what workers can expect. But it did get me thinking, what is the weirdest thing that you've been paid in? I want to know. I know there's going to be some wild stuff out there. We heard on Drive a little earlier a listener saying they once got paid for a job in gold teeth from a person who died. Again, what? Can you top that? Or what would you like to be paid in? Let us know. one 300 You can message in as well. 0439757555. Keen to hear from our shake-up guests on this one as well. Artist, entertainer, etc., etc. And TikTok star, creator, Olan Tekkers. Olan, you're from the UK. Did you have to do any farm work or anything? Well... We could be here for a while. But, oh, no. Uh, is yeah, this, is yeah. this like a traumatic I, uh, time? You're bringing, me, you go, you're bringing me back there. Oh, no. Uh, but, yeah, I did do the farm work, and I have to say, one of the worst jobs I've ever done in my life. Oh, where were you? What I was you in, um, I was picking blueberries in, not Wolgooga, but Nick Coffs Harbour, sorry. Okay. Coffs Harbour. Um, the experience as a whole in terms of, the English people, the backpackers, everyone together it was not too bad, but it depends again what you're after. But it was just, it was a, it was, a, it was labour. So when, that way. so when you were kind of seeing this story, reading it, were you thinking, oh, hold on, um, the conditions weren't the best in the first place. This is a bit rough. Yeah, I mean, this will be rough for the backpackers if they, <laughs> I mean, the let, let's let's say I was making way below minimum wage, you know, and then they know we'll do it because. Nobody wants to leave Australia. It's a beautiful oh, country. It's, nice. they, that's how they get you. 
Oh, look. Well, um, if you're a backpacker, if you're doing this now, let us know. You're pretty keen to be paid in apples. I don't know. Hit us up. Let us know, etc. What did you think when you saw this story? I just thought, what fruit or vegetable would I like to be paid in, you know? <laughs> That's exactly what we thought as well because it's a whole different thing if we're talking elite things like the berries that mm. Olan was picking. That's mm. that's very elite, but we don't want to be paid in, you know, brushed potatoes, do we? I know, cabbage. I've had too much of cabbage instead of lettuce. These, you know, lettuce, if I, you got paid in lettuce, you could probably sell it at the same rate as gold at this point. Like, <laughs> you could sure. just walk into KFC and say, I've got, got a couple of heads of lettuce here. Yeah, pretty popular. Um, I, I, I thought... It was, I thought it was interesting and, I mean, I work in nightlife and entertainment and when I was starting out in clubs, I got paid a lot of the time in, uh, you know, in drinks or, you know, I'd be given, you know, oh, you can come back next week and do a paid gig if you do this one, you oh, know. Yeah. So oh. I, we, we got a lot of, um, we, you, you get a lot of different offers in entertainment for how you'd like to be paid. So when I heard fruit and veg, I was like, at least you're staying healthy. At least yeah. it's not a fireball shot, I mean, you know. That's true. And the price of stuff is so uh, high at the moment. It's kind of like, well, maybe... Maybe that's actually a really good deal. Who knows? Um, we're getting some messages on this. Someone says, money. I want to be paid in money, please, which is fair enough. Another person says, I'd like to be paid in rent. So people are taking this very seriously. And another person says, I work for a brewery and I'm paid in beer. Absolutely everyone will accept payment in beer. Well, a, that's a lot not of people That's not a bad will. idea, actually. Yeah. Accepting that payment in beer, I'll probably do that as well, to be fair. Have you had some other experiences, Olan, like being offered like payment in other, um, you know, it's all well, cheap. Um, of course, but like... In the, in the legal assets? Yeah, probably, but I'm not going to bring that one up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to leave that, actually. We're going to leave that for another for another podcast. Um, but what about, like, backpackers, for instance, will often do work for board and stuff like that for a place to stay? Yeah, um, when I was... Oh, I was coaching a little bit. Like, I got offered just some sort of... Co- I've done coaching to, I'd say, maybe instead of money, I've done a little bit of coaching, so... That's that's the only way I've th- really thought about it, but I've never done anything that I can think mm, super bad without getting myself in trouble. Yeah, fair enough. Good. Thank you so you know much I mean? for considering you know, us, you know. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't want yeah. anyone in trouble here. Yeah, we don't want to be cancelled today. It's not, <laughs> that's my not... number one goal. No. Don't get cancelled <laughs> yeah, well, today. I've well, done well. I'm doing show, well so far. The show's not over yet. <laughs> um, listen, there's this big job summit happening in Canberra next week. All the politicians are getting together and they're like, hey, we've got to sort out the job situation. There's a lot of issues we've got to deal with. Any things that you guys would like to see improved in the sense that, um, you know, the, the way we work, like... Four-day work week is often a thing that comes up, etc. It's a bit different for you because you don't have a nine-to-five office job, do you? I have the strangest hours in the world. You know, as a creative, you just you wake up in the morning and you go, I'm not going to do anything until 9 p.m. today. And then sometimes I'm working from 9 p.m. till 4 a.m. and then not again for three days and then for seven days in a row. So I can never really predict. So if they brought in a four-day work week, I just maybe think there'd be more time for people to come and see my shows, which isn't a bad thing. I'd probably make more money off it. So bring on the four-day work week. <laughs> like we're ready for it. Um, some messages coming through. Jess, you say, I had a boss who could never pay me on time, but justified it by feeding me party sausage rolls and juice boxes when I went to work. Strange. Uh, and was that cool with you? Because I don't know. Another person says, pay me in silver at this at this moment in time. Yeah, prices are skyrocketing. There's a lot of stuff coming through. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there any other people that have been paid weird stuff? That It's a big thing in your first job mainly, like getting free donuts or something if you work 
work um, in a bakery, uh, like I said, backpackers who are working overseas. Do you reckon we should be seeing more of this extra stuff included? Like what if a part of the pay deal was power bills or, you know, because they do this in some places or it is rent or it is fuel for the car. Do you think that's we need to be, as time moves on, a bit more open-minded to see these I, things on? I definitely take it in rent. I wanted to touch on what um, you said with the four day or four day week thing right because i think as aussies you guys oh here we go are chilled <laughs> okay you guys don't work hard okay uh, what? you guys do not what? work any english people listening will know in england i feel like five days all right that's all we've got time for from <laughs> Olin. now i've turned his microphone off no 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 go 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 i've i feel like in england five day weeks these guys work really really hard and that is why everybody's miserable okay from monday to friday and it's freezing right and you guys get the sun you get to relax you know on fridays i feel like everyone stops working at like 12 realistically you know obviously we're still working here technically but technically technically (laughs) but i feel like it's a little bit more of a relaxation in australia you know what's really annoying me about you saying all this olan is that i want to respond so much to this but i actually don't have time he went celibate so he wrote you went where? Celibate. Where's the... You wouldn't have sex. Oh. On Triple J. Yeah, I wish I had time, but no, we're moving on, we're moving on. When we put this story out there this week, I was not ready for the reaction, right? Out of lockdowns, we heard so much about people getting back out there, firing up the hookup apps, having a good time. Turns out, though, heaps of you are actually not doing anything. Celibacy, back in a big way, and some of you are swearing by it. You're listening to Hack. When was the last time you had sex? Many young people are turning away from casual sex, and some just going full-blown celibate. He went celibate, so he wrote. He went where? Celibate. Where's the... He wouldn't have sex. Oh. Yeah, legit, correct. Legit, no sex at all. Yep, that meant none of this either. I'm a female with a high sex drive. I need it weekly and get annoyed at my partner if we don't do it minimum once a week. Yeah, honestly, it was the best thing I've ever done for myself. Some people identify that it's this moment for them to really connect in with themselves. But raising our standards in the sense of, I don't want to be with someone who doesn't sexually satisfy me, or I don't want to just have sex for the sake of it. I want it to be meaningful. On Triple J. Yeah, big, big response to this one. Let me know. You doing celibacy? You done it? How was it? Let's ask our shake-up panel, social media sensation, Olin Teckers, an artist, entertainer, etc., etc., etc. Have you heard about this? I have heard that there's a movement towards people being, I suppose, more critical of their sex lives and their activity. Yeah. I didn't know that there was a huge, a huge movement, but maybe that's just the people <laughs> I hang around are all just horny 24-7. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, think, I think when you work in nightlife and with drag queens, there's, there's a certain culture that brews where it's like, it's not exactly always the most celibate culture. So um, I haven't personally experienced this, but good on everyone out there who's giving it a go. I know, people know? saying it's my mind so much more free. I've got so much more clarity. I'm thinking that's amazing. Olan, SEX, pretty overrated, right? Like, who's doing it? I I agree with that celibacy aspect, you know, because I feel like as a young individual, sometimes you've got to starve yourself of stuff in order to accomplish goals, all right? So I feel like (laughs) these guys that are going through or girls, whoever is going through it, maybe they're actually able to focus in and narrow in on what they need because they're 
the, the distraction is coming from whatever they're doing. So okay. I believe in it for a certain... I do think it's, it's not a bad thing at all. Okay. I mean, we had one expert on yesterday talking about it who said a lot of people are just obsessed with detox culture in general, whether it's mm. diet or sex, like that whole idea of detoxing and, um, you know, making yourself cleansed and all the rest of it. Also celebrities. Do you reckon this has a bit to do with it, etc.? Like there have been people like Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga, Nicki Minaj who've talked about periods of celibacy in their life. Do you think people see that and go, oh, actually, I will give that a go? I think people love trying to achieve a, a moral purity, you know, uh, a little so bit, true. a moment they can look at themselves and be like, oh, I'm, I'm better than everyone else. <laughs> Whether they're not, they're not having sugar or dairy or yeah. fast food or having sex. And so uh, I think celebrity culture has definitely played into this idea. <laughs> if they're, if they, they can do it and they're perfect and I do it then I'm perfect. And I, I'm too much of an indulgent person. I lo- if I'm hungry, I will eat. <laughs> and I, life, sex, life, sex. life is just too <laughs> short. I'm, I am really, really um, interested to see, I suppose, people's, people's reactions to, like, if this becomes more of a mainstream thing where we start critiquing whether or not our impulses are something we should always follow or whether it's better to hold back to be more pure and righteous. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, I had this period once where I swore off coffee for three months and I agree with you. It was, I mean, never felt better or good, loved it, but as you were saying, et cetera, was going around telling everyone, I haven't had (laughs) coffee in three months. How good is it? Blah, blah, blah. So I can see what people are doing. I can see the more. Also, Olan, like we don't have time to really get into this, but surely there's a small portion of the community who maybe it's a handy excuse to have, isn't it? It's a pretty pretty oh, nice yeah. thing to say. Um, and handy's the operative word there. Look, we've got to we've got to go because oh, that's no, we could be here all day. It could be here all day. <laughs> So we've got time for big thanks to our Shake Up crew for this week, et cetera, et cetera. Such a pleasure as always. A pleasure to be here. And Olin Techers, you found it good? Yeah, thanks. Hopefully you guys, hopefully you guys have me back. Oh, well, yes, approved, Hello. actually. He paused. He paused. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're getting you back. We're getting you back. Hack on Triple J. Big, big thanks to our Shake Up crew again and the hardworking Hack team for another huge week. Our executive producer, Claire Bloomer, senior producer, Serge Negus, and radio production by AJ Williams. That's all we've got time for on the Hack Podcast for now. I'll catch you next time.